Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to JV's 12 in the Morning Rants. I am, of course, JV. You're listening to the words coming out of my face. Spilling out. It may be a problem. We'll find out how the rest of this goes. Um, if you want to listen to me or you want to show your friends, um, you can... Listen to me on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts for all you godless people that have iPhones. How dare you? Y'all need Jesus. And if you guys want, um, I also upload on YouTube. And, um, yeah, just type in JV's 12 in the Morning Rants. And hopefully you'll find me. I hope. Also, a couple other podcasts that I join alongside with people. Um, I know it's been a while, but um, there's the Weekly Brown Down, which we've only got a couple episodes from that. That's with Christopher. Um... We got um, Notoriously Educated, which is hosted by Matthew. And, um, of course, we got the show where all three of us collide. And, you know, we just talk about the work week in MCJ Notorious Talks, which is the one that got us all started on this shit. But we haven't been really keeping up on those because it's been busy. In the work life, especially this summer. This summer has been busy, 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 busy. Ow. Busy. Okay. All that self-promotion work out of the way. As you may be able to tell, I saw a certain movie today. And I want to tell y'all about it. Um... But before I tell, talk about this movie, let's talk about some of the movies that preceded it. And I'm going to kind of give a quick little <laughs> rapid speed um, review. So everyone knows about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, if you, for some reason you don't know, it's Disney's image of, you know, taking the Marvel superheroes, having them Start out with all these individual movies, and after a certain amount of time, they do one big collab movie, in this case the Avengers, and, you know, just make an event out of it. Make it fun, and then continue from there, and then as people get more comfortable with the cinematic universe, you start introducing more out there, um, more strange concepts you know, now that people are like, now that you got fan base that's, you know, loyal, you know, now that you got that loyalty, that brand of loyalty, that's what I was trying to think of, where they see the logo on it, it's like, ooh, Marvel's, Marvel Studios, I like some of their movies, so if they're behind this, I'll probably like this movie too, I'll give it a try, you know, actually I can't really speak for 
other not comic book um, people because, you know, of course, I was one of the, I mean, I didn't really read the comic books very much, but I did like the superhero stuff. So, of course, when all these superheroes are getting, like, their own movies, I want to watch it. Because, you know, a lot of these heroes that I've heard about, I'm like, I want to learn more about them. Movie, teach me what you know about such-and-so hero or villain or anti-hero. So, like I said, the MCU did extremely well in this formula. Um, I think Avengers, at the time it came out, it was like number three highest grossing movie of all time, and then it got, it got chipped down by a lot. There's been a lot of movies that have been breaking records for like the last decade or so. And for a while, the latest Avengers movie, um, which was Endgame, was the number one highest grossing movie of all time, until the previous highest grossing movie of all time, Avatar, like... Took its throne back, because I guess it got some re-releases some places. I think they got some re-releases, so to build confidence in uh, people going to the theater again. One of the movies was Avatar, and then in that time, it um, it took back its throne as highest grossing movie. So, um, depending on how much you like the movie, yay. Which, funny enough, those are, the Avatar movies are supposed to get, like, Three more sequels or something like that. But, um... James Cameron's trying to, like, film all in one go. Very much like what they did with... What, um... Peter Jackson did with the Lord of the Ring movies. Where he just... Filmed all three of the movies in one go. In one long span of time. And then, you know, that way, you know, he was able to come out with a new movie a year. So by the time the first movie came out, you know, they were like already done with the third movie. I I believe they were done. I I don't know. But yeah, that's what James Cameron's trying to do with Avatar. And I don't know. He's taking taking a little while. Almost too long of a while. Because it's like... I remember Avatar when it first came out. People were like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing. This is such the coolest thing. You have to watch it in theaters. You have to watch it in theaters. And then... It's funny. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. And not to put myself in this position, but I actually never saw it in theaters. I didn't see it for the first time until it was on V... Uh, I almost said VHS. On DVD. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm sleep deprived. But yeah. It was a high one of the highest grossing movie or it is the highest grossing movie of all time at this point. And I never saw it once in theaters. Ain't that some shit? It is some shit. It is some shit. Some shit. I'm going on a big different tangent. When I'm supposed to be, you know, building up to the movie that I did watch. Anyways, the MCU. One of the most successful, you know... Actually, at this point, it is the most successful cinematic universe in, um... In the cinemas, there have been so, 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 so many attempts... At making a cinematic universe like Marvel has. And to be clear. A cinematic universe isn't something like. Um, the Mission Impossible movies. Where they have a sequel upon sequel upon sequel upon sequel. Or even like. Um, the Fast and the Furious movies. It's not like you know. They had a movie with like Dom. Toretto. And then um. Like, other team... I can't remember their fucking names. I'm not even going to try to remember. It's not like that... If they were to have all their own separate movies... And then they would all gather up for one... Fast and the Furious movie every now and then... 
That would be a universe. A sequel upon sequel upon sequel upon sweet sequel. That's not a universe. That's not a cinematic universe because it's just a, it's just an overall ongoing storyline where, you know, sometimes some people might be there, sometimes people might not be there. But yeah, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they started off with Iron Man, and then they did Hulk, then Iron Man 2, Thor, then Captain America, then they ended it all with the Avengers. At least that particular phase. And then went on to the next phase, and then phase 3, which ended off with Spider-Man Far From Home, weirdly enough. That's... That's a weird note to end it on, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not Kevin Feige. I, I don't. I'm not in charge of that shit. Look, kind of makes sense. But like I said, not only is it successful as far as like fan feedback, even though you know you watch YouTube videos, you would assume that everyone like hates these films because you always got those people like. Um, actually, these movies aren't that good. In fact, they're really low quality, and they only appeal to the lowest common denominator as far as, far as fan. They only go for casuals. Like, going for the casual, um, ca- going for the casual crowd is a sin. And I get it, you know. Going for the casual crowd, you do have to take certain liberties, and you kind of have to take a little bit of a shit on the character in order to make it so... You know, that way you could give the audience little little spoonfuls of, you know, weird comic shit. Because, you know, if you try to go full on comic booky on people, then you're like, oh my god. Okay, this is too weird. This is too weird. Please stop. And that was something that Marvel did successfully. Is that, you know, they kind of kept it tame. And then, you know, after a while, then they started introducing aliens and then, like, witchcraft and all this shit and now everyone's just kind of like they're used to it now because it was a nice slow burn now don't worry i'm getting to it now we're getting to dc which their first movie into the dc cinematic universe was man of steel which you would think is a good start start off with the man of steel at first and then you want to get yourself another... I know Batman had, has had a billion Batman movies. But, you know, this is going to be a new Batman, so he's going to need his own movie. And then they want The Flash in there. They want Aquaman. They want Wonder Woman. Well, she did get her own movie. Then they want, um... Well, whoever else they wanted in this first Justice League movie. And... And you know, they, the very early um, DC Cinematic Universe, I don't know what their universe is exactly called. I think everyone calls it like the DC EU for D, like DC Entertainment Universe. I know there's the DC AU, which is the DC... Um, animated universe, which I'm not even going to come close to try to attempt to watch all those movies. That's going to be ridiculous. Uh, but instead of doing the slow burn like, um, Marvel did, you know, getting all these people that, you know, introducing these people that, you know, people have heard of, but no one really knows a whole lot about. Like, people know who Wonder Woman is, but you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who can find, or who can name you like, a Wonder Woman villain. Some people might know, um, Cheetah. But you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody else that knew any of Wonder Woman's villains, or any of the Flash's villains. I mean, at least until, I mean, before the Flash series came out. Then they can name a few more Flash villains, or Green Lantern villains, or you know, like, or who their alter egos, alter egos are. So you have to do a little like, you know, 
it's just you know Marvel's like set the like foundation as like what you should do have a separate movie for everybody beep, 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 beep. and then at the very end have everyone gather up and they can have their own movie um, Superman had his first movie and the reception was mixed now when I first saw Superman um I liked it the action got very excessive to the point where you kind of go numb to it Almost like when you look at a light for too long and after a while your vision just kind of goes away and then you feel not... Bad example. So next movie they came out with Batman v Superman and um, it wasn't just mixed. It actually got pretty negative, negative response out of people. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, while I probably like it more than most people, I also do recognize, you know, the flaws of that movie. Um, the next, um, I believe this next movie was, no, was it Suicide Squad? I believe the next movie after Batman v Superman was Suicide Squad. And... As much as people didn't like um, Batman v Superman, people came out of Suicide Squad thinking, like, this is the worst out of the bunch. Which, the problem I had with DC at this time is that they were so, at least the execs were, like, so reactionary. They were just looking at what, you had this idea when they first started, they had their own... They had their own vision. They kind of get got Zack Snyder, you know, the whole to kind of build the universe. And then, you know, obviously they're gonna have other directors do other movies and things. And you know, they're just gonna kind of build around what they're gonna put Zack Snyder in the kind of the head seat for. But like I said, Superman was mixed. Batman v Superman was mixed. It's leaning more towards the bad side. So then when Suicide Squad, the first one to come out, the first one to introduce um, Will Smith's Deadshot, in fact, the only one to introduce um, Deadshot into the universe, and then the movie that miraculously introduced one of the best castings in a superhero, for a superhero character since, like, Heath Ledger's Joker, um, Jack Nicholson, no, not Jack Nicholson's, well, Jack Nicholson's Joker's really good, too. I think I lean, to- lean more towards Heath. Um, I meant to say Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Um, <laughs> freaking Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. Good fucking luck trying to find the next person to play Tony Stark after him. No one knew, like, who, like, no one knew who fucking Iron Man was, let alone his alter ego. Now everyone probably... Most people probably think Robert Downey Jr.'s name is really Tony Stark. It's like, I thought that was Tony Stark. Who the fuck is Robert Downey Jr.? But now we got Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, which everyone coming out of this movie was like, out of all the bad, this was the one saving grace of the whole movie is that it gave us Harley Quinn, which... Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, which luckily, despite how negative the reception was in this, people, or the execs did, you know, see the potential in that character, and it's paid off. And the funny thing about the first Suicide Squad movie, before this one, is that there was another movie where they were introducing, uh, and... 
ensemble of characters that no one knew about. And a lot of people kind of looked at Marvel as like, look, I understand you guys are doing really well. But are you really going to make a movie about the Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, I mean, you guys are on a hot streak, but it's fucking nobody. Damn near nobody knows who the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy are, okay? It's not going to work. And then you got this weird, like, director no one knows about. He's Yeah, he's done a couple, like, movies that people really like. Who's this James Gunn? Uh, it's all right, cool. Okay, you had a couple cool pictures that they showed you. Whatever, doesn't mean this movie's gonna be good. No one's gonna know these characters. No one's gonna go see it. No one knows these people. Yeah, you know, some people might, you know, recognize Batista, you know, from wrestling, sure. And then you know, there's that fat guy from Parks and Rec, and then there's that one chick that's in like a bunch of. She was that blue cat in Avatar. And, uh, there's a raccoon and a tree, I guess. I mean, there's, there's just no way you can work. The fucking Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. Probably, even people that don't like the Marvel Cinematic Universe hold this movie to, like, hot... No. They hold this movie up to such high gr- praise. This is one of the most beloved... Um, comic book MCU, MCU movies, not just with like audiences, but with casuals, it reached that fine line of like, you know, pandering to the, you know, appealing to, not pandering, but appealing to the casuals and the geek, the geeky people, the nerdy people. It was a perfect blend. And, of course, DC, you know, they're in panic mode because their movies aren't doing that great. And they're not breaking box office records like they were expecting. Because, you know, I think Superman did really well. I think they both did very well. But the fact that, I don't think Batman v Superman was a billion dollar movie. Which, if you can't make a Batman versus Superman movie a billion dollar movie, you got, there's got to be something wrong you're doing. There's got to be doing... You gotta be doing something wrong. So the studios are in full on panic mode. And it's not until you figure out, you know, after all this time. If there's one thing we figured out about after the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, is that there was a lot of studio interference when it come came to the making of these movies. Now I'm not gonna say the movies are perfect. Like, even with the Snyder cut of Batman v Superman, it, it did make it better, but it's not like, oh my god, it's a completely different movie, and oh my god, now everyone has to see it. It's like the best superhero comic, or best comic book movie of all time. Far from it. It just helped, you know, took some things that were confusing and, like, recontextualized uh, yeah, recontextualized them. Everything had better context. So, you know, all these missing puzzle pieces or pieces that were, like, jammed into here. It's all of a sudden, oh, no, no, no. It's because they were supposed to go there and then people are, oh, okay. It makes a little bit of sense. That part's still shit, but at least the shit makes sense. So, uh, kind of a, a thumbs up, down. Well, I'm just going to bite it off. I don't want to choose. So, you got this first Suicide Squad movie where you get a bunch of promotion from this brand new Joker, which, look, I get that Heath Ledger's Joker was, um, you know, got backlash. Because, you know, before Heath Ledger's Joker, there was Jack Nicholson's Joker, and there was even, like, Mark Hamill's Joker. You know, who does the voice of Joker in the animated series. It's like, who's this kid? Like, there's no way he can do the Joker. And, there's no way he can do the Joker. But then, of course, when the movie came out, everyone just had to, you know, sit on their hands and then sew their mouths shut. 
because they were not, not allowed to talk ever again. I didn't really have an opinion on Heath Ledger's Joker because I wasn't sure who the fuck Heath Ledger was. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell you whether I was skeptical or excited or anything. Because I'm like, I don't even know who he, what movies is he in? Never seen it. What are the movies? Nope, not seen it. What? Are, nope, haven't seen that either. But I did watch this movie and he was incredible in it. But I'm not talking about it. We had, um, <clears throat> we had, um, I almost said Jay Leno. Jared Leto's Joker. And Jared Leto just came off of this Oscar winning role that he had in Dallas Buyers Club, I believe was the movie. And I can't really tell you what character he was. I never saw the movie. All I know is that he was in the movie and he like won an Oscar for it. I think best supporting actor. So it's like, alright, we got this really cool... We have this Oscar-winning actor taking on the Joker role. Perfect. So now... But then you get a couple photos of him, and he's, like, all tatted up. And he's literally got, like, damaged um, on his fucking forehead. And it's like, how very, um... How very... Um, middle school teenage angst emo kid of you to just literally put damage damaged I think it was damaged on your fucking forehead he did have this really cool tattoo where he had like a smile like behind the palm of his hand that was kind of cool in this in the movie he was like a mobster kind of guy which I don't know. Not really my cup of tea. But anyways, you can tell that after the release of Guardians of the Galaxy, they were really wanting to try to hit a similar tone as that movie. And I don't remember who directed this movie, but you can tell that there was a lot of studio meddling when it came to the process of this movie. There was a lot of reshoots, and there was a lot of cutting. There was a lot of cutting in this film, just as Jared Leto himself, who has been pretty sore with the studio ever since this movie, because they, one of the people that got butchered the most in this movie was Jared Leto's Joker. They filmed all of this stuff, and he said it was really neat, it was really cool, so for them to just pull the rug from under him and just, like, take away all those cool scenes, it was... There was no bueno, I'll say that. And then, yeah, like I said, the Suicide Squad, the first one, didn't do too well. Um, there was a lot of problems, just... I don't know, they just kind of... Even though Harley Quinn was a great, or Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was a a diamond in the rough of that movie, you know, she did get, like, exploited a lot in that movie. You know, they have her, like, changing her shirt outside with, like, all the dudes watching, and then there's a lot of views of her ass, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be discouraged by it or anything. Oh, God, I'm dying. But. It just felt like a very directionless. Or I want to say direction. I would say directionless. Um, a movie that didn't know. I mean, it knew what it wanted to try to be, but it didn't quite know how to achieve that. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to really put into words. Like, I I don't remember hating this movie. I think I'm... I don't think I'm as, um, 
I don't think I'm as ready to, you know, defend this movie as I am with Batman v Superman, but, you know, I don't hate as much as most people, but, again, it's one of those, like, I may not hate it, but, I can definitely see where people are coming from, and especially on repeat viewings, I can definitely tell that, it's like those little things that people are pointing out that were problems, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a thing, but, whatever, I still kind of like it. After a while, it's just like, <sighs> all those things that people are saying, yeah, it's really starting to sink in. I'm, I, I get it. I'm really annoyed. And, I'm going to make a quick comparison real quick. I'm going to make the Suicide Squad, this first Suicide Squad feels a lot like the, the first edit of or the Josh Whedon edit of the Justice League. Or the Justice League. Where you had this team of superheroes. And they were a quote unquote a team. But you never really felt like they were a team. And even in the end where they all started to work together. You never really felt like they earned calling themselves a team. And you never felt like you know. You never really felt like, yeah, this is the Justice League, woo! Or, in this case, like, yeah, this is the fucking Suicide Squad. Fuck yeah. You know, it just felt like, you know, um, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, um, Captain Boomerang, who was also a highlight. I like Captain Boomerang. Um, Killer Croc, um... I can't remember the other people. See, that's how... It just felt like, you know, a bunch of these supervillains that just, you know, got thrown in a team and they just happen to be called. They have a name for them, like a Suicide Squad and whatever. But you never felt like, fuck yeah, this is a Suicide Squad. You're like, fuck yeah, Harley Quinn is cool. Captain Boomerang's a lot better than I thought it would be. Will Smith is Will Smith, and I can't hate him for that. And Killer Croc's design was... They try to make it work. So, if that first Suicide Squad movie is the Justice League version, then the Suicide Squad is the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. By saying, like, this is the fucking movie they wanted years ago with that first one this is the movie they wanted fucking years ago this is the vision that they were wanting to get out of it hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And one of the reasons they were able to achieve, you know, I think at this point it's one of the most critically acclaimed um, DC movie. Like ever since Man, like since the Man of Steel came out, this is the most critically acclaimed DC movie out there. And how did they find a way to kind of recreate what Jason Gunn did with the Guardians of the Galaxy? Easy, they got Jason Gunn to do it, or James Gunn. Why did I call him Jason? James Gunn. So yeah, if you ever want to do a James Gunn type of movie. Who would have known it would have been as easy as just hire James Gunn? The way they were able to do this, there was this weird time where 
years ago, James Gunn made these very risque jokes back when he was like a teenager or something like that. Maybe even like early 20s. I don't remember. All I know is that when he was younger, he made this like, I don't know. I've never really personally seen the tweets. Maybe they're very misogynistic, maybe racist, homophobic, whatever. I don't know. I've never seen them. All I know is that people, like, he addressed them one time and, you know, he apologized for them. He's like, yeah, I did that when I was younger. I was stupid. I was dumb. I, you know, I hated that I did that, but, you know, I've grown since then and, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that guy anymore. And then it's like, okay, water under the bridge. He had, he dressed it, and then he just, you know, he apologized for it, showed no excuses, like a good boy. But post Me Too culture and, um, you know, cancel culture, of course, these. James Gunn was one of the few people, despite the fact he has publicly, you know, apologized for it. You know, most people don't see that shit and they were like, hey, Disney, despite the fact that Disney knew about the tweets, they knew about all this, they knew what they were getting them, they knew who they hired, so it's not like, it's not like, what, James Gunn made some insensitive jokes when he was younger? No way, James, when were you going to tell us? They knew. They fucking knew. You can't convince me. They fucking knew. But all of a sudden there was this huge pressure. And this is after not just Guardians of the Galaxy, but Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, you know, James Gunn was already talking about the third movie. His, all of his ideas for the third Guardians movie. And then of course this whole, like, cancel James Gunn thing came. And then Disney... You know, even though they have the right to, they wrongfully, you know, future endeavored James Gunn and told him they no longer needed him in the MCU to direct any more movies. Which was such a big whoops, what did we just do moment for them that all the cast members. In the Guardians movie. Especially Dave Bautista. Was literally like. If James Gunn does not direct. The next Guardians movie. Then I am not going to be in. The next Guardians movie. That's just how much. They love this guy. And I mean. I think it would have been different. If you know. They found all these tweets. And then. This was legit the first time. That you know. Anyone addressed it. But considering the fact that, you know, James Gunn, he's addressed it. He's apologized for it. And at the time, people accepted it. You know, now everyone, or at that time, everyone's all upset about it. And then, of course, after James Gunn left, it's just like, fans were pissed. Because it's like, I can't believe you gave in to the mob. You gave in to the mob of people that were just like, cancel this person, cancel that person, cancel this person, cancel that person. Even though this was a time where you were really cracking down on people that really did need to get cracked down on. Then you got these little incidences where it's just like, I think Kevin Hart got kind of hashtag canceled at this time too for something very similar. He made some, I think he made some kind of gay joke. It's, yeah, it was a gay joke, because Dave Chappelle was talking about it, like, <laughs> what was the joke? It was something like, you know, if I found out my son was gay, I would, like, take a dollhouse and hit him over the head with it. And then Kevin Hart even came out afterwards saying, like, you know, he's like, yeah, I know, that was, that was a bad, first of all, it was just a bad joke. It wasn't that funny. Second, he's like, uh, you know, I have gay friends. And I don't want to hurt their feelings or anyone's feelings, so I don't do those kinds of jokes anymore. Because you know, I'm here to ma- I'm here to make sure people are having fun. I'm making sure people are having fun. So, so no more of those jokes. But then, of course, the mob came back. And before this, Kevin Hart was actually gonna host the Oscars, and 
You know, he was super stoked about it. He even said it was a dream of his to host the Oscars. And he fucking achieved it. But then, of course, the mob came in and they pressured the Oscars to do something about it. And then Kevin Hart was like, you know what, fuck it. He's like, I quit. Because even, he's like, not that I want to give in to the mob, but then the Oscars are just going to be shit on because, you know, no one's going to, they're just going to see me and everyone's going to, the Oscars are just going to be, you know, no one's going to be paying attention. All the attention is not going to be where it needs to be. It's going to be all on me and everything. So it's like, if I take myself out of the picture, you know, stop feeding that frenzy or whatever, which was noble of him. I mean, I get why he did it, but. I don't know, if my position, I would have just told him, like, you know what, guys? Fuck you. This has been a dream of mine for years. You guys found out about this, like, a day ago. Despite the fact that I apologized for years ago. I'm going to proceed with it. And if you guys don't like it, you don't have to watch. So, anyways, James Gunn got fired. And then... Funny enough, there was such backlash from James Gunn, you know, getting fired for it. They've actually, um, recently, or not recently, like a year or two ago, rehired him back so they can, so he can, you know, so he can, you know, fulfill his vision for the Guardians 3 movie. And not only that, but keep pretty much everybody that was working on that movie, you know, in their respective roles you know i don't think dave batista was the only one threatening to leave if james gunn wasn't directing that movie he had a lot of people behind his back that's fucking love right there man that's fucking love man. <laughs> but before they hired him back for guardians of the galaxy 3 dc and one of the smartest moves and that's not something you hear a lot when it comes to dc and warner brothers you know with the movies. But one of the smartest moves they did. When he was. Right after he gets fired. And everyone's outraged at Marvel. For how. Could you fire him. How can you give in to the mob. DC comes in. <laughs> snags him. And then what do they do. They asked him to make a Suicide Squad movie. Which every. Fucking comic book fan. Was like yes. Yes. You got, this is exactly what you guys wanted with the previous Suicide Squad movie. Now you got James Gunn. Now you get to have the movie that you want to have. That's awesome. Goddamn, it took me 40 minutes to get to this point. But now, we are at the James Gunn, The Suicide Squad movie. Which I think is DC's way of saying this is the Suicide Squad movie we wanted to give you guys all those years ago. And. If I were. Someone pointed this out. I forgot who it was. I want to say. I want to say it was Jeremy Johns. He pointed out like the. One of the benefits of the first Suicide Squad movie. At least if you saw it. Is that the whole concept of like the Suicide Squad. And what it is. All that stupid exposition dump. That would have been necessary. If this was the first movie. You don't need it. Because if you've seen the first movie, you know the concept. They give you just a quick reminder, clip notes, and then we're off. Straight into the movie. So, first movie, thank you for sucking. Take, Thank you for taking all the exposition. So we can just go straight into the movie into this. And, um... I'll do a quick non-spoilery part of this. Because, you know, I can't really talk about this movie without talking about spoilers um so not spoilery here we go um yeah this is this is a way better like i said i did give it the comparison from the josh whedon justice league to the Zack snyder justice league for nothing or i didn't do that just for nothing you know the it is an up in quality from that first Suicide Squad movie to this one. It's like, what the fuck? Holy crud. This is... This is such a fun movie. I was fucked. 
I was laughing like it just had that James Gunn humor to it. And James Gunn humor is much different than like everyone kind of knows the humor of the MCU and what kind of bleeds into the other films. But, you know, James Gunn, if you watch the two Guardians movie, you can tell the difference between like, you know, MCU humor or James Gunn humor. And you will see a lot of James Gunn humor in this movie. Which, are like, I, like I said, this is what they wanted for the first Suicide Squad movie. The fact that they got the man himself doing the movie for them. It's like they hit that. They hit that very fun, like, super graphic, super fun, you know, kind of very, dis- it's very disturbing at points. But still, you know, in a weird way, bubbly. Am I the only one that got that from this? Like, this is a... Not the full, not the full movie, by the way, but you know, it's goofy, disturbing, bubbly, fucked up, very bloody, very bloody. <laughs> yeah, this is a great movie. Um, Margot Robbie, of course, is as Harley Quinn's in this, and she's. This is probably my favorite movie with Harley Quinn in it. I mean. Margot Robbie is great as his character all the time, but something about Harley Quinn actually being in a good movie helped, you know, it actually helped the character. Um, I remember, I seen Birds of Prey, I liked it, I think, but after a while, I was just like, whatever. Like, I kind of forgot about that movie for a little bit. But yeah, by far my favorite Harley Quinn out of it. He had Idris Alba as on um, Bloodsport, I believe. Which it seems like it seems like he's kind of replacing the Will Smith character from the first Suicide Squad movie. But not to diss on Will Smith, but I much prefer. Um, Bloodsport over Deadshot, as far as, like, the movies go. And, they have Ratcatcher, which is done by this, this lovely young actress, and I wish I remembered her name, but she is, in the movie, she is the daughter of the original Ratcatcher. So she's, she's like Ratcatcher 2.0. And... Um, who else is in here? You have Spotman, is that it was? Or Dotman, I forgot what his name is. But he's done by that actor. He was in The Dark Knight as that dude that gets tortured by, or threatened by Harvey Dent. Um, he was in Ant-Man, and he had like a weird Russian accent or whatever. He was actually in... Um, and Batman, uh, Along Halloween Part 1, and he's going to be in Part 2 as well, which, that movie comes out tomorrow, so you know a review is going to come up, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, uh, the John Cena in probably my favorite role that you... This is probably my favorite role I've seen him in, in of all of his movies. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen all of John Cena's movies. I haven't seen him in the newest Fast and the Furious movie. In fact, I haven't even seen the 8th Fast and the Furious movie. That's that's how behind I am. But of all the John Cena movies, this is my favorite John Cena role. And as um, Peacemaker... Yeah, that's his name, The Peacemaker. Or I think it's just Peacemaker. And my favorite... (laughs) My favorite character... And most people probably could probably guess this. My favorite character out of all of them is King Shark. Which is actually voice acted by Sylvester Stallone. So... 
That's just a little bit more of a reason to love this fucking guy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But from the first freaking scene, I'm not sure how spoilery this is, but it's not like the biggest spoiler. But when you get introduced to this character... He's just reading a book and it's upside down, but you see this like look of like gleefulness, like like even though he's reading the book upside down, it's just like he's so invested, like ah, oh yeah, I like this book. And uh, there's so many, so many, so many, so many other characters you saw on Pete. Is it Pete Davidson that one fucking stand-up comedian? He's in this movie, um, that one brother from The Walking Dead, um, and he was also, he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, as the blue guy. Oh, Mary Poppins, y'all, that fucking guy. Um, there's one character named The Weasel is in it. It's funny, because the, that character is like... One of the most, like, goofy yet unsettling characters of the movie. Like, the way it, like, looks and the way it, like, walks and everything. It's just, like, it's, like, I find you disturbing. And, yeah, it's very disturbing. But funny. But gross. But cool. But, eh. The weasel. And, obviously, you don't just get, you know, all the cool characters, but James Gunn, he just knows how to, you know, take a group of characters that no one knows about. He's able to throw information about them without, like, flooding you with just all of this boring backstory and just, like, waterboarding you with it. He's able to, you know, introduce these new characters, you know, a little bit here and there, that way... You don't get overwhelmed, and it feels like, they feel like they earn it, and, do I hear a skateboard out there? I'm, I'm like a fucking squirrel, I, I get this, <laughs> yuck, I get distracted by shit so easy, and just like, <gasps> dog, I see a dog, but of course, you know, he knows how to, you know, introduce new characters, he knows how to, you know, he knows how to get some drama in there and make sure that it, it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere. It doesn't feel like, oh, you know, we can't just have fun the whole time. We have to throw some drama in there. And then people are like, okay, this is weird. Nope. It actually, he knows how to put drama in there and make it feel earned and organic. So that's cool. You know, it, it won't. Jerk a tear out of you if you're not prepared for it. You're like, what the fuck? What the shit? Oh, my God. And not only that, you know, the characters' interaction with all, with everybody. I will, yeah, I was going to name a couple people, like, John Cena and Idris Elba's characters, you know, they're both kind of like the alpha, they're both like alpha male characters, so seeing their interactions with each other is really funny. Um, Ratcatcher and um, King Sharks, King Sharks interactions with each other is, it's very sweet, and I'm sorry if this comes off as a spoiler, but at one point towards the very beginning, when they first go on the mission, he actually tries to eat her, King Shark does, and her being the sweet soul like she is, she's just like, you trying to eat me? He's like, and she's like, would you ever eat a friend? He's like, I, no, I have no friends. She's like, but would you, if you had any, would you eat friends? And he's like, N- no. 
He's like, what if I said we can be friends? Would you eat me? He's like, oh, no. Again, it's really, the character interactions in this movie are really good. And, you know, in a very positive, especially the way, especially the way this fucking movie begins, it establishes real quick that people, it's almost a free market on who can fucking die in this movie, except for maybe a couple people. There's a couple people where you're like, well, yeah, that motherfucker's not going to die. They're not going to die. That They're not going to die either. But there's a couple characters in here who are like, oh, no, they can't. No, they can't die. Don't do this to me, movie. Oh, I know what you're doing, movie. I know what you're doing. You're fucking with me. You're either going to pretend that they're dead just to fuck with my emotions, or you're just getting me emotionally invested so when they do die, it tears me up. I know what the fuck you're doing, movie. And it does it very well. Because like I said, you know, my favorite character, King Shark, like, from the ver- very first scene, bam, invested. I'm emotionally attached to this freaking humanoid shark. It's, he's not even, yeah, he's a humanoid shark. He looks way more shark. And somehow they made a great white shark look like, you know, he's got like this, this lovable dimwittedness to him. Very much like a Patrick Star before they made him too stupid. You know, he's very endearing. He's a lovable goofball that, you know, you got to make sure he's fed or he might eat you in your sleep. Or you just befriend him. And that might help. Might help. And there's a... (laughs) And in case the dark tweets didn't warn you about this, but (sighs) just because James Gunn made some dark tweaks on the back, tweaks, even though... James Gunn made some tweets that were really a little too risque. And he's like, okay, I'm never going to make those jokes again. You would think like, oh, now he's no fun anymore. Now he's not going to take any more risk. Watch this movie and try saying that again. There is some shit that he... There is some very disturbing shit that he expects you to laugh at. And at least for me, it's like you laugh at it and it's like, I really shouldn't be laughing at this because it's really fucked up. There's this one particular scene that is so fucked up because the way they, the way they structured this scene, it's like, okay, we're supposed to do this. All right, go. And then after they, um, um, you know, complete the mission, so to say, something happens, and it turns out, um, you know what, just watch the movie, you'll know the part that I'm talking about, where it's just like, it takes a really fucked up turn, and you don't, You might not laugh. I'm not going to lie. I have a very fucked up sense of humor. I won't lie. So you might not laugh. But I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) I I can't believe I did that shit. And in case you people are watching. No, it's not the very beginning of the movie. What happened in the beginning of the movie. What I'm talking about is more or less towards the... You know, it's like, it's reaching towards the middle of the movie. But hot damn. It is so fucked up. It is so funny. But I think James Gunn just, he hit, he hit that perfect line where, you know, it said, I almost think that, I'm not sure if he's ever tried it, but I feel like James Gunn would be like a perfect stand-up comic. He's almost like a stand-up comic with, like, his movies, because, you know, for people that don't really listen to stand-up comedy, you know, a lot of people think that stand-up comics are just supposed to make you laugh and that's it. In a lot of ways, stand-up comics are supposed to 
you know, bring, you know, taboo and, you know, stuff that isn't traditionally, you know, looked at in a funny lens, put people in an uncomfortable spot and, you know, kind of force people to, you know, maybe not find the joke in it, but, you know, take something that is disturbing or dark or whatever and just, like, poke fun at it and, like, laugh at it. Just kind of, you know, it helps not make it as disturbing or whatever. Or still acknowledge that it's fucked up, but still find a way to laugh at it. Like, I feel like... I feel like that's something like James Gunn tried to do when he was younger, but he went a little too far. Obviously. So... But I think at this point, he has that perfect balance of being like... You know, finding something that's fucked up, but still... Having it seem fucked up, but still find a way to make you laugh at it at the very end. It's just... For me, it's like that sweet spot. It's the perfect sweet spot of disturbingly hilarious. You might have to take a shower after laughing as hard. Well, I'm going to definitely take a shower because I laughed pretty hard. And I stink, so that's another reason I should take a shower. In fact, that's probably the only reason I need to take a shower. So I'm going to take a shower after I'm done. So don't you fucking worry about it. I don't need you guys to talk about my hygienics on my own show. I'll go my Okay? Okay. I'm not going to pretend I know what the fuck that was. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do spoilers for this movie. Um, here's what I will say. If you have not seen the movie. Um, as far as HBO Max goes. You have till the. You have till September. Because I believe they says September 1st. Gone. So you have till September 1st. If you have an HBO Max subscription. Go watch it. And. Um, enjoy yourself. As far as rating goes, I don't know. I don't know what to rate this movie. I'm not willing to give it a perfect score. A lot part of me wants to part of me wants to give this a perfect score but you know another part of me doesn't really want to rate this because this is my first impressions of the movie that I've seen for the first time so you know any little like problems I may have with it aren't you know gonna really aren't gonna really highlight in this first screening so if I were to give it a star off of my initial reaction I'm not sure if this is gonna be my like permanent 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 Rating, but as far as my initial reaction to the movie and the first time watching it and enjoying it, I would probably give this movie a f- four and a half out of five stars. I think that sounds. I think that sounds good with me. I'm not sure if that sounds good with you guys, but um, go watch the movie and um, tell me what you thought about the movie. And if I were to encourage one thing. Try to go watch this movie in the theaters. Because if there's one bad thing going for this movie, at least at this point, apparently it's not doing very well in theaters. So, you know, really help. If you want movies like this to keep coming and you want them to be good, you know, you got to put, you know, you have to show the studios, you know, put your money where your mouth is. You gotta show love. You gotta give them the money. Otherwise, they're gonna be like, oh, people don't like it. Uh huh. But you got such a good critical rating, but no one went to go see it. What do we have to do? You know, you gotta. You know, you keep yelling at DC, you know, like, hey, listen to your fans. We want this and that. And then they give you something that you want. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you don't go and go watch it. Now, look, I get it. It's also like. We're still going through the after effects of the pandemic. And, you know, there are spikes going on at this time, too. So, it is a little scary out there. So, take the precautions that you must. 
and, you know, give it a shot. And if you really, really, really can't bring yourself to go to the theaters, like I said, you have till the end of August to go watch it on HBO Max. And, um, uh, other than that, that's all I really had to say. I was thinking about going into spoilers, but, yeah, I don't really feel like it. Because half of my enjoyment with this movie was not knowing what the fuck was going to happen in this. And then as it happens, you're like, oh my god. If you're skeptical about watching this movie, don't be. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Um, I won't... I want to recommend this if you're squeamish, because like I said, it's gory. So, keep that in mind. But, with all that being said, I think that's all I got to say. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to me rant about this movie and a bunch of other shit beforehand. But, until next time, which will be Batman Long Halloween Part 2, which I'll have up in the next day or so. Until then, I'll see y'all next time. Y'all stay safe. Of course, join the rant, bitches. I didn't mean to call you bitches. I'm sorry. Please come back. <laughs>